This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Pitiful ears of corn. He's going to hear the dream, and God's going to make it clear to him what that dream means. That dream means that seven years of plenty are going to be eaten up by seven years of famine. And if somebody doesn't do something, the whole world is going to starve to death. Joseph interprets the dream and tells Pharaoh, he says, Pharaoh, this is what it means. Pharaoh says, what would you do? He says, I'd get some guy to build barns and sheds and make things right and store up in the seven years of plenty so that there's enough to make it through the seven years of lean. And Pharaoh says, you're the man for the job. Joseph goes from prison. The Bible says that he shaved himself. Joseph goes from prison. He'd been stuck in prison. No telling how big that beard was and how mangy he looked. I don't know. But he goes from prison. He shaves his face, and he's in the presence of Pharaoh. And the next thing you know, he is second in command in Egypt, and he is going to be used by God to save the whole world and specifically and especially save the nation of Israel from starvation. God's going to use him that way, that big, that wonderful. But on the day we meet him, on this day we meet him, he's in prison. He's been a slave. He's been a prisoner. And for two years, not a word as far as we can tell from the outside world, but God was at work and God was moving and God was working. God was putting the pieces together so that Joseph could be used of God to save his family, so that Joseph could be used of God to accomplish an eternal, righteous purpose. God was working on the other end. Do you know how much effect Joseph had on how God was working outside of that prison? Zero. Do you know how much effect we have on the plan of God in so many ways, none. There's so many things that are just out of my control, out of my realm of influence, out of my ability. There are lots of people I wish I could live their life for a few days and help them out, but I can't. There's a few people I'd like to get in their brain for a minute and make some decisions for them, but I can't. I got in some part, somebody's brain one time scared me to death. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are situations that I'd like to manipulate and work on and change, but I can't. But I'll just have you know something. When we come to the realization of our powerlessness in regards to the things that burden us, We've only come to the beginning of God's faithfulness and God's ability and God's working. And we need to learn to rest in the fact that God is working on the other end. God is putting the pieces together. God is making things happen. God is moving. You see, Joseph, his story has two bookends. It starts with 
a young man favored by his father with a coat of many colors. And it ends with an old man having spared the known world from famine because he was faithful to God. But all between those are valleys and peaks and a lot of low times when God was working. When God was working. Joseph didn't have anything to do with it, but God was working. Folks, I want you to know something. When you look at the things that are out of your control, don't be defeated. When you look at the things that are out of your realm of influence, don't be discouraged. Don't be brokenhearted. Learn to pray. Learn to trust. Learn to turn to God because God's faithful. And God is working on the other end. There's no doubt that God worked in Joseph's heart during his time of loneliness. He had to trust God and find comfort in him. But we want to emphasize that God also worked on the other end. And God was at work. What are some key things to unlocking the privilege and blessing of God's working on the other end? First thing we can learn from Joseph is this, that God deserves to be honored. God deserves to be honored. There's something that Joseph does here that I find quite fascinating. Now, if I were Joseph, I'd have been in that, I'd have been in that prison wringing my hands, looking for any opportunity to get out of there and looking for any way possible to schmooze Pharaoh or uh, get prestige and opportunity to get out. But here's what happens to Joseph. Joseph's in prison one day, and just out of nowhere, here comes a messenger. Joseph, get cleaned up. You're going to see the Pharaoh. I'm going to see who? You're going to see the Pharaoh. I heard something about a dream. He's had a dream. He wants you to interpret it. The butler finally remembered you. And so Joseph shaves his face and goes in the presence of Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says to Joseph, I hear you can interpret a dream. And I want you to see what Joseph says. The Bible says in verse number 15, Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. He says, I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, Now, if I were, if I were Joseph, and I had an opportunity to impress the one man that could set me free, if I had an opportunity to impress the one man that could change my life, I'm not sure that I would have answered as properly and correctly as Joseph did. What did Joseph say? Did Joseph grab his coat and say, I sure can. Did he puff his chest out and say, been known to do that before. Did he begin to make a sales pitch on how wonderful he was or how good he was at what he was trying to accomplish? Is that what Joseph did? No. When Pharaoh asked Joseph, Joseph, can you interpret my dream? You know what Pharaoh did? What uh, Joseph said, verse number 16, Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. I would think, Joseph, don't say that, man. Here's your chance. But I want you to see what Joseph does. He says, it's not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. God. We'll give Pharaoh an answer of peace. What did Joseph do? When he did have an opportunity to make a difference, 
He honored the Lord with his actions. Do you know what happens when we get desperate? When people get desperate, you know what you do? You do dumb things. When you get desperate, you do silly things. Folks get desperate. I meet them. They get desperate and they do things that are wrong, trying to get what's right. Their motives begin with the pure and right, but they get desperate and faithless. The next thing you know, you do something just ridiculous. But Joseph didn't do that. In his moment of great need and burden and distress, two years in prison, here's his opportunity. He didn't go in in the flesh trying to smooth or please or buy or make his mark on Pharaoh. He comes to Pharaoh honoring the God of his life, honoring Jehovah, trusting in the Lord. And he went there humbly said, I can't interpret your dream, but my God can. And I'll help you with that. Joseph honoring the Lord brought God's honor on him. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 2, verse 30, Them that honor me, I will honor. You know, God deserves to be honored. And we need to be in our times of concern and distress. We need to remember God works on the other end. And God honors those that give honor to him. And when you don't know what to do or know where to turn, just go to the Lord and say, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn, but I trust you. I honor you. I've been looking at this psalm. I started to preach on it tonight. I've been looking at this psalm, Psalm 116. And it just says, I love you, Lord. (laughs) I love you, Lord. And I wonder, in your time of distress, as you're, Reaction, ah! In your time of burden and when things are out of your control, are you just flipping out and don't know what to do or don't know where to turn or you lose your temper, you lose your cooler? Or are you willing to honor the Lord? You know what David said? What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalmist said, I love you, Lord. Folks, when we're facing dilemma and we're wondering, how in the world is this going to change? How is that circumstance going to change? It's out of my control. You know what we need to do? We need to honor the Lord. Well, didn't Joseph set a great example? He honored the Lord. God deserves to be honored. Number two, we need to remember... That God speaks to men. God speaks to men. As we look at this story, we realize that God speaks to men. Notice how this works. Did Joseph get down in that dungeon, that prison, and plot a scheme as to how he could get Pharaoh to get his attention? No, not at all. But God was at work. The Bible says in verse number 1, It came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed. Pharaoh dreamed. Verse number 5, the Bible says he slept and dreamed the second time. The Bible says in verse number 7, the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears, and Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. Guess what God did? God worked in Pharaoh's mind 
I don't know what he ate that night. Pharaoh must have ate something. He must have had a big T-bone steak and a big ear of corn or something uh, because he dreamed of cattle and corn, but God orchestrated the details, and God speaks to men. He may have had Mexican try to take a Sunday afternoon nap. I don't know. But God did that. God spoke to Pharaoh. Now, this is a man that a regular prisoner couldn't have an audience with. This is somebody you couldn't find his phone number if you tried. But God has his number, and God is working, and God rules and works in the hearts of men. And God spoke to Pharaoh. God moved in Pharaoh's heart, and God put the pieces together to bring the bookends together so that Joseph, a man who was determined to honor God, would end up being used of God to save his whole family and to save the whole world from starvation. You see, God speaks to men. God spoke to Pharaoh. God didn't only speak to Pharaoh, but God reminded the butler. Two years ago, two guys in prison had dreams. What's that have to do with the price of cheese in China? Well, God's putting the pieces together. Two years ago, two guys, a baker and a butler, have dreams. The butler, his dream is interpreted correctly. The baker's dream is interpreted correctly. The butler is back in the presence of Pharaoh. And the Bible says in verse 9, Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. He's like, oops, sorry, Joseph, forgot about you for two years. He says, I remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in ward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night. I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, an Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted us our dreams. To each man, according to his dream, he did interpret. And it came to pass. As he interpreted to us, so it was. Me he restored unto mine office, and him he hanged. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.